Welcome to the Documentary Photography Review Podcast. My name is Chris King, and in this episode, I'm speaking to Lawrence Watts, Visual Content Manager at the NGO ActionAid UK, and responsible for commissioning stills imagery and video content for the organisation. This is the first time I've interviewed someone who's not a photographer, and my intention is to explore more of what's involved in being a current-day documentary photographer beyond exploring stories and taking images. Things like engaging with picture editors, getting funding, working with audio, and much more. Because I myself am just starting to explore these other aspects of life as a documentary photographer in this era of digital technology and online audiences, I don't have the knowledge and experience to engage with people I'm interviewing in the same depth as I do with fellow photographers. So it means the interviews are likely to be shorter and more concise, which is no bad thing, but it just means the content will inevitably be more superficial, but hopefully no less interesting and informative. Just to mention that with this interview, I had some issues with the audio, so quality is not as good as it normally is, uh, but it's still more than decent enough. Before we get into the interview, I just want to let you know about a series of articles I've been running on the Documentary Photography Review website. I asked 10 of the photographers I've interviewed on this podcast in the past to respond to a series of questions related to their experiences, their practice, and their inspirations as documentary photographers, with the responses to a new question published each week. It makes for really interesting reading, whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, so be sure to check them out after you've listened to this podcast by going to documentaryphotoreview.com and you'll see the questions have been published so far on the homepage. But now, without further ado, here's my interview with Lawrence Watts. Enjoy. First of all, if you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself and uh, the work you do and the organisation that you're involved with. So, uh, my name's Lawrence Watts and I'm the Visual Content Manager for ActionAid UK. Um, ActionAid is an NGO that works with women and children, the poorest communities across Africa, Asia, Latin America. We focus on education, women's rights, fighting hunger, unjust tax systems, uh, responding to emergencies and conflicts. So the, ro- the role I do is to commission and manage photography. Okay. So um, I source all of our still and moving images for fundraising, for campaigns uh, mm-hmm. and for our advocacy work. Okay. And so what are the different means by which you source images for the, the picture desk and yeah. also moving image if, if you're sourcing for that? So, so I mean... The main way we source images is, is the commission, and I, mm-hmm. I commission photographers and videographers. Um, very rarely now do we buy in images. I mean, uh, the, the whole basis of, of our visual output is telling individual stories, so mm-hmm. we need to be telling stories about real people, and so we're commissioning photographers to document real, real, the people we work with's lives, so those real people's lives. Right. So we very, very rarely now buy in pictures. I guess the only case where we buy in pictures would be in the case of an emergency, when mm-hmm. we want to report to our supporters what's happening um, in an earthquake, in a flood situation, and then we buy something from the wires. Right. So just to show what's happening. And then as soon as possible after that, we'd commission to document what was happening in the areas where we work and how it's affecting the people we work with there. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And so what, what would be the process then of of actually commissioning somebody? So we would we work on a project basis. Okay. So, yeah. um, so a team would have a project and I would look at that and um, mm-hmm. consider how best to, to work with it, think about which photographers to use, and then start approaching people. What we do is commission photographers in the countries where we work. So very oh, rarely okay. would we commission outside of... Um, 
outside of that country. Um, if we can't find somebody in that country, we'd go to the region. So mm-hmm. it would involve me sort of thinking about who we've worked with before, um, spending lots of time on social media, trying to find people. I mean, that's a real breakthrough now because people, like photographers are active on social media. You know, I can find people or mm-hmm. be recommended by people and you know, I've built networks where I can do that. Um, if we can't find um, photographers in country, I'd look sort of around the region they're in. So, you know, I'd look if it was in Ken- if it was in Uganda, I'd look to Kenya and see if we could find somebody there and do that short hot flight over the mm-hmm. border possibly. I mean, one of the commitments we have is to uh, reducing our carbon footprint. So right, okay. we don't want to be flying people around the world. Yep. And we want we want the benefits of, you know, doing short, quick commissions in countries. Um, and so we, with that, you get the benefit of somebody who knows mm-hmm. what's happening on the ground. You know, if you fly yep. somebody from London, they're, they're sort of not really clued up about no, you know, exactly, what's yeah. going on in the situation so there's lots yeah. of advantages i mean you know disadvantages are sometimes you know we work in very remote places and trying to find somebody there is is a challenge mm. uh, but yeah that's part of the job yeah so i guess it's more like working for a news desk mm-hmm. than uh, what is traditionally thought of as a, a, an ngo picture desk yep and those people that you would commission um in the countries mm-hmm. in country would they be locals or would they be yeah. westerners or you know who are just resident there um, what, i'm a big believer in that that sort of pluracy i don't i don't mind who they are and it's mm-hmm. great to have different voices from countries yeah. so expats to uh, the horrible term of indigenous mm-hmm. you know so people are working there and the standard of photography in the places where we work is is getting higher and higher yeah. so you know yeah. we we are you know, i'm looking at the best person for the job and you know it could it depends on you know what the job is. Quite yeah. a lot of the time we're working on um, quite harsh stories um, mm. and so we need somebody who can deal with that. Lots of the stories are focused on women so we you know rather than sending some uh, you know guy in there we're looking at women photographers okay. um, yeah. and we're you know actively commissioning women photographers so it really depends on the context of the story and trying to make the best of what we got then with the story and yeah. using the photographers who, who are appropriate mm-hmm. and so in terms of you know if somebody was just starting off mm. uh, and doesn't necessarily have the experience um yeah. you know overseas experience and the likes what would you recommend in terms of their trajectory into yeah. this kind of uh, i mean i, I think area? you know the local local ngos working in the uk i mean it, it's it's about honing that story telling you know we, mm-hmm. which we want to look, uh, tap into i think owning that storytelling uh, experience here and i think then uh, some of the some people have been very successful in researching a country going there and spending a month there and uh, picking up work while they're there right, and yeah. i thought that seems to be the, the the sort of the the strategy now for for young photographers so mm. uh, basing themselves in you know one of them sort of media hubs around the world so um could be Bangkok, could be Delhi, Nairobi, and then sort of, you know, putting it out there that they're working there and trying to pick up work there and, and building that, that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that seems to be the, the way people are going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And w- would you say that uh, uncommissioned works of personal projects, they would be equally as valuable? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, always look, always, it's always good to see that, that sort of work and see people's interests. Mm-hmm. But equally, you want, you know, 
I'm very in a very pressured situation and yeah. I need photographers who can deliver. Oh, of yeah, course, so yeah. it's that balance. You want to see their vision, but you want to see they can, you know, get the shots in the bag as mm. So yeah. it's a combination of the two. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we don't we want people with creativity and mm. we want people who can give us the pictures when we need them yeah, all the time. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of you were mentioning that you um, go online and use social media yeah. to try and track yeah. people down and, and find people to work with. So what what would be your main channels? Um, I I everything really. I mean you know using Google for just searching pictures, mm-hmm. looking at Google images. Um, I use Blink, which is quite interesting at the moment, which is a social network for photographers. Um, I've used Light Stalkers, which is another. Mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn seems to work quite well. I mean, it's sort of, there's a myriad of yeah, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. I mean, it's, you know, photographers seem to be, maybe photographers have a lot of time on their hands, but they definitely um, put themselves out on social media. So mm. it's not it's not difficult to, to sort of stumble across people and find people. Yeah. Yeah. And from then it's looking, you know, photographers now, most photographers have got, you know, an art, something they can show me online. Mm. So you can look at their work, get an opinion make an opinion of their work uh-huh. see what they're doing and you know make a decision from there but yeah i mean there's lots of different routes and, yeah. you know trying to explore all of them you know and, and just you know personal recommendations if you mm. know somebody is working in a place can they recommend somebody so it's there's a whole you know we do the old school social media works as well yeah. yeah but i assume that because you do need people who can deliver as you say yeah and uh, people that you can trust yeah. therefore so I assume you, that you rely largely on a pool of photographers first and then you would explore I, I do I mean I go back to people I've worked with because mm-hmm. I know yeah, I know how they work yeah? Yeah. and then but I think what's happening is that photographers are quite transient now and um, photographers you expect to be somewhere have moved somewhere or they're on a commission and um, so it's about yeah, it's about being a little bit agile and trying to find you know alternatives all the time i mean it's yeah sometimes it works perfectly and you get the guy girl you want mm-hmm. working but sometimes it's you've got to you've got to look around you mentioned you want people with uh, vision and mm-hmm. uh, people with creativity what other um, and also people who can deliver um, yeah so what other kind of characteristics are you looking for in a photographer i mean you know it's that sensitivity we want i mean we we work in very sensitive situations and we want somebody who's i mean i who leaves their ego behind and you know is sensitive to the situations they find themselves in mm-hmm. you know i don't want people you know causing trouble in very sensitive cultural situations for example yeah. so it's it's about you know photographers with good behavior i think is yeah. is what we're looking for yeah um, I mean, because we don't want to damage our relationships with you know partners on the ground so it, it, it's about, you know, photographers who understand those situations, have worked mm-hmm. with those situ- situations before, yeah. understand the, the cultural nuances and the situation they're in and, and respect that. Mm-hmm. And know when to go in and take a picture and when to, when to take a, a back seat. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, yeah, it's a very important skill, I think, yeah. in, in general. Um, across many different fields and, and especially with development overseas development yeah. of any sort yeah but it, it's something that ultimately you can have compassion but yeah and obviously that needs to be refined through experience yeah it's something that's through. learned it's yeah. definitely yeah. something that's learned but I mean there's some people you meet and you think well you're never going to learn that yeah so and mm. there's some people who just have that yeah. innate way of dealing with people which 
just they just exude that respect and, mm. and, and get empathy. on with people. Yeah, yeah and empathy. Yes, mm. exactly. Um, yeah. So, so that's what you're looking for. Mm. It is a challenge to, you know, get a sense of that on across the internet because that's how you know we're working. Mm. You know, a con telephone conversation with them usually you, you get a sense of who they are, mm -hmm. um, and also through their pictures you look at pictures and you think, well, to get that picture you must have done this, this, and this, and. Mm. So you are or you are not the person I want to be working with. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, other other things, um, other characteristics that you definitely don't want to mm -hmm. see in a photographer that you would um, avoid. Um, yeah. Apart from what I said, I think you know. I guess it's just missing those deadlines. You, right. you don't want. You mm. know, that's, no, yeah. That that uh, screws it up for everybody. And yeah. you know, we're on very tight deadlines. And you know, we want people who deliver. And you know, we want delivery, not excuses. But yeah, yeah it's 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 probably that is the on the top of the list, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. So well organized. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 And delivering things in the right way, and you know, captioning things properly, and you know, just just being professional, really. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, what you expect from a pro. Yeah, and in terms of the video, the moving image mm -hmm. side of things, is the whole process of commissioning the same, or is there something else? I mean, you, usually um, it's it's a lot. We do a lot more prep to do it. I mean, mm. we're, we're you know we're looking at the story before we get there. So there's a lot of storyboarding, there's a lot of thinking about what we're going to get out of it. Right, yeah. um, a lot more preparation in the, knowing the people we're meeting. You know, we're, we're looking at doing little character sketches so we know we're asking to meet this sort of person, you mm -hmm. know, when we're putting stuff together. Um, we're, you know, we're scripting things quite tightly so we can edit it when we come back. So the process is, is, is different. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very different. Um, quite a lot of the time we're putting photographers together with videographers so mm -hmm. they're working in tandem so we're just trying to get a situation where, where both of them can get what they need from the situ from from where they find themselves and would there ever be a situation where you have this expectation that you would have it all in one person videographer and well, photographer and there are people who can do that I think they're, yeah. they're few and far between I think right. there's lots of people who can believe they can do that and, and then <laughs> can't really do that yeah. and I think you know it's definitely two distinct jobs yeah. Um, and yes, you can do. You can't do them at the same time. You could probably do them. You know, one day you could shoot video, one day you can shoot stills. But trying to do the same job is impossible, and it, you're going to need twice as much time. Which is why we would tend to put two people to do it rather than spend twice as much time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the photographers who can do it, and yeah, they've yeah, very. I don't know quite how they do it, but they can do it. Um, and they're. But then the photographers, you know, we might get photographers to record some sound for us. Photographers mm -hmm. can do some writing for us. So there's other ways they can, you know, make richer uh, media for us, mm -hmm. uh, create richer media for us. So writing, sound, you know, there's other things which uh, we, we're, we're interested in. Mm -hmm. And would those people be more attractive to you in terms of, you know, commissioning process if there was just a photographer who if, they only had experience yeah. with stills? Than a photographer who had kind of yeah I think anything you can bring to the table you know if you've got if you speak the local language if you can mm. record us some sound if you can bring to bring something else to it that's that's always you know it's always going to sway your decision and you know you're always going to think more you know better of somebody who can do that yeah I yeah. mean that's you know we want as much as we can get out of you know that uh, that commission mm -hmm. you know costs us money we want you know, obviously want the value yeah. 
And and also, you know, if if photographers telling that richer story, they tend to be putting more of themselves into it, which mm. is, you know, it's nice to to get that mm -hmm. to get that story. Yeah. And what do you think the future of visual storytelling looks like? Um, I mean, I think um, I think where photographers have got to sort of start thinking is about thinking about about narratives. I mean, I think they're not. I think lots of photographers are still stuck with thinking about single images um, mm. and and which is how things work on print and you know the, the, that little picture story in print whereas now i think most um most images are seen on online and they're seen in sequence mm -hmm. as picture galleries and i think there's certain ways of telling that story you have to get abreast of to to make the story work so that is taking a lot of leads from from video from from filmmaking and and, and shooting accordingly so you're telling the story so it is thinking about how you're going to give context to a story and shooting for that mm. may not be the best pictures but they help establish what where you are and shooting close-ups which tell the story mm -hmm. you know j just generally giving a fuller picture of, of where you are which works better when you're looking at um stories in a sequence mm -hmm. so i think that's one way i think i think um you know using Social media as as a way of publishing your work is another way. I mean, and I think you know every everybody's making you know, a big noise about Instagram, but I think you know that is an amazing way of publishing photographer self publishing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's and and we want to be, be part of that. So publishing mm -hmm. that way, um, and and the fact that um, you know people are picking up a lot of their news now through aggregated social media so they're going on to Facebook and seeing feeds from lots of different um, people coming together on Facebook and that's how they're getting their social media and that's a great mm -hmm. potential for photographers who maybe can publish their own story and be seen next to you know the Guardian in somebody's uh, Facebook feed so mm -hmm. that's you know it's, it's a very interesting time for photographers who who can, who can do that so mm -hmm. I think there's huge potential there. But in terms of you know, the, the utilisation of moving image and stills and mm -hmm. audio um, and web technology. Mm -hmm. How is ActionAid moving forward with that? You know, what are they exploring the likes of interactive web documentaries or are they just kind of staying at moving image and uh, multimedia? At the moment it's moving image and multimedia and mm -hmm. we're just trying to get across that really. Right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we we have done a little experiment in it, but, you know, there's always there's loads of potential there. I mean, what, what we're trying to do is, at the moment, is just work out what media is best for what story and I think yeah. that's a really good foundation to have. Mm -hmm. You know, is it best to tell it this way? Is it best to tell it as a series of pictures? Is it best to tell it as a video? and trying to do that I mean people come to our website for instance not not to see a documentary but to be informed about a story mm. so it's what informs them best mm. and um, so yeah we're trying to, to meet that expectation before we do other things I mean there's loads of great ways of telling stories but um, sometimes um, the effort you need to put into those stories is you know not doesn't give you the return mm. you know we're not we're not the guardian we're not the new york times we can't afford to invest you know 18 months on a story right. so we, we we need to do things quicker and mm -hmm. i mean maybe as those uh, ways of storytelling become more and more you know democratized and easier for us to access maybe mm. we'll we'll go that way but at the moment they're, they're just they're just not so uh, right. yeah so, so that's where we are so the barriers would be more resources yeah and lack of resources and yeah i mean we don't time and yeah it's it's time and people you yeah. know there's i've got an assistant and, and it's me and an assistant working on this with our web team we don't have a a production team you know who can um 
handle that that sort of work so yeah we're we're very realistic in the way we do you know we want to do what we do really well really high quality invest in what we do but Mm -hmm. we 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 can't do everything with bells and whistles which yeah we we could try to do but i think we just go down a rat hole trying to trying to complete it yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, well that's the thing for me i I think um you know interactive web documentaries Mm. have a huge amount of potential especially to um communicate um, elements of a very complex story, yeah. such as you know tax-related yeah. issues. So you know, I think, I think yeah, the potential is there. But as you say, it's just it's making it feasible in terms of time and money and resources and the likes to actually yeah. get one the turnaround time and yeah. uh, getting them out there. And I think what you've got to remember, our, you know, our main business isn't uh, doing communications. Our mm. main business is you know working as an NGO. So this is to feed into our main. The, uh, how we work mm. and um, you know, that, that's got to be our focus our focus has got to be you know raising money to do the work we do and communicating the work we do mm-hmm. not not communication for it as an end in itself mm-hmm. yeah and do you see yourself commissioning more moving image than stills now has that I mean at the, at the moment yeah changed? I mean I, I think I'd have to really sit down and look at it I mean I, you know, I'm thinking I'm, yes possibly um, I'm, I mean maybe I just notice it more because it's more involved and there's more to, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. a lot more thinking about and I'd have to look but it feels yeah. it feel it does feel that way at the moment right. yeah yeah and uh, in terms of you know if, if somebody off the streets you know had a desire mm-hmm. um, to actually move forward and and uh, get involved in working with NGOs in this mm. kind of field. You know, you mentioned photographers should put themselves out there yeah. and across multiple platforms and be seen and get out there mm-hmm. and uh, create work as well. But what, uh, what about in terms of people approaching you with um, a story you mm. know, are you ever open to that you know, something in line with yeah, I mean, we've remit? people do approach us with stories a, a lot um, right. you know especially people who are you know on the ground and see things that we're not um, mm. and you know they approach us they approach our media team our news team you know with especially contacts we've known we've worked with you know who they've seen something and think yeah well we know that action aid might be interested in that aspect of of the story so mm-hmm. yeah we, we, we get that quite a lot and we're really keen to hear that and collaborate with people when they come up with those stories I mean mm-hmm. we've worked you know we've worked with photographers who have you know be looking for commissions with with news agencies and provided them you know on the ground help so we can tell a story and through them mm-hmm. um, we've done work like that yeah so I mean I think any way we can get our story out there is, is a legitimate way yeah, yeah. so whatever we can do yeah mm-hmm. And in terms of um, presentation and, and uh, the photographer actually maximising the potential to catch your eye, mm-hmm. you know, what recommendations would you give in terms of you know their social media presence or their websites? Uh, I mean, I, I think strangely, photographers tend not to be that visual in their websites, right. and yeah, and pictures are you know not as upfront sometimes as maybe they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a lot of photographers don't put their telephone numbers on their websites, or they're very right. difficult to find, which always was a frustration. But yeah, I think I think it's getting out there. I think it's using using social media. That's what everybody's looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, my area of work. We look at Instagram. We're looking at Facebook. We're just seeing that seeing pictures, and it's what catches your eye. And I guess also great picture, interesting 
interesting story. I mean, it's like that combination which is definitely mm. going to catch your eye because, you know, as you're talking to, you know, we're visual people as we're talking to people who look at words, we, we want to be able to, you know, say we've got this great story and it translates like this. It looks a great picture, but this is a story. So somebody who understands, you know, that what a story is is mm. really, really good. Mm. So yeah, that always that's always great great to to hear. Yeah, mm. and so in terms of obviously developing that storytelling ability, do you, takes time and, mm. and uh, takes a lot of effort on the part of the photographer because obviously yeah you know they can maybe be a great photographer and developing yeah. those stills and capturing that, but in terms of the story, they may not get that. Do you think is that something that is understood or is that something that's nurtured within the likes of uh, the universities in the UK and beyond in terms of actually storytelling rather than just getting the composition and getting I think it is I think it is nurtured here I think Mm -hmm. with some of the photographers we work with who you know have haven't had access to western universities it's a a big leap for them Um, and I think you know they've yeah that that's a steep learning curve Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't think there's the investment made by maybe the news agencies who are working in those areas to develop the local photographers so they are thinking about right. uh, multimedia um, because you know news agencies are, are who they work to usually and mm. they're trying to you know just they're, they're stringers for news agencies but they're not getting the development from the news agencies mm. so I think that that's a bit of a problem with us for us you know that there isn't the development of photographers outside the UK as, as much as there should be mm-hmm. um, yeah that's that seems to be a, a problem finally Action Aid, obviously, because it does stuff on tax and the mm-hmm. likes, and the, so the, yeah. it does do things locally. I've actually been on a, a tour of London. Yes, uh, tax tour. Around, yeah, yeah, all the tax avoiders and the likes, yeah. which is really good. Is there any potential for uh, photographers to explore local stories, or is it predominantly? I mean, we really fundraise in the UK and do advocacy work, so Mm -hmm. trying to change government's minds. So we commission photography, which does that. So maybe we've... We've done some PR work in the in, in the UK. We mm-hmm. recently fundraised on Ride London last weekend, so we right. were photographing cyclists. We've we have we photograph, you know, grip and grins of of people meeting politicians. Yeah. Um, but that's the level of we don't do program work here, so right. it's all about you know fundraising mm-hmm. and the advocacy work here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is a limit. There are there are opportunities, but they're definitely in the PR role. Right. Yeah. It's a very different, not, yes, not yeah. exploring we're, stories. And we're not doing photojournalism in the UK per se. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Um, I mean, I think I can be found um, on social media, which yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I can leave, leave something with you. No worries, yeah, I'll put those in the show notes. But okay. yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Documentary Photography Review Podcast. I hope you gleaned some useful information as to how to engage with the picture editor and uh, what they're looking for. Show notes can be found at documentaryphotoreview.com forward slash interviews and then navigate to the page for this podcast. Don't forget to check out the responses to the questions I ask photographers who have featured on the podcast in the past. There's some great advice and insight to be had. And again, you can just find those on the homepage documentaryphotoreview.com. If you'd like to have any of your work showcased on the site, then you can submit it directly via the site. And if you have any suggestions or comments about the podcast or the website 
or anything else related to documentary photography, then feel free to get in touch by email at chris at documentaryphotoreview.com. That's it. Take care and thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.